just going through Twitter, and I'll never understand why Kevin Sorbo turns up in my feed so frequently. I wanted to say the former actor. I guess he still considers himself to be an actor, but nobody wants to watch him work. But earlier in the half hour, I was talking about what I call the alternative universe for the American right wing. And one of their preoccupations is with masculinity and the idea that men aren't men anymore. And it's a word I can't use, but uh, on, on the radio anyway, uh, let's just say wussification. There's this preoccupation with the idea that men aren't men anymore. They're not allowed to be men. Uh, women are, are too uppity and women should just obey. And anyway, so Kevin Sorbo, I learned from Twitter, has actually come out with a book. It's called The Test of Lionhood. And as he describes it, it teaches kids about the importance of masculinity and what biblical manhood looks like. Really? Biblical manhood? Is that the theme for Hercules? No. The Ten Commandments. Oh, it's the Ten Commandments. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I do know why he turns up in my Twitter feed, because... I have been, as you know, I mentioned on the show, I've, for 20 years, I've been kind of documenting looniness on the American right. Doesn't mean all conservatives are crazy, but at the moment, the American conservative movement is fundamentally nuts. And um, so I, I follow a lot of uh, conservative websites and I get newsletters in the morning, the same newsletters that hosts of American right wing talk shows receive. And so because that's sort of my surfing habit, I'm sure that's why Carrie Lake, the defeated gubernatorial candidate from Arizona, Kevin Sorbo and various others constantly turn up in my feet. So it's my own fault. I get it. And as a word of advice, don't ever buy underwear online because your Facebook feed will be a mess for months. All right. Have we found Richard Krause? No? Okay. Because I know Richard's an early riser and uh, he's an addict to News Talk 1010. It's hilarious. I get texts from him all the time. And then he tells me what Jerry was talking about and then on and on and on it goes. So Richard was supposed to be here and hopefully he'll call in um, to talk about how the actor strike is putting several movies, either completed movies and they're setting them aside because they can't be promoted or um, movies that were going to be done but probably needed a script retouch, but the writers are on strike, so that's not happening. So it's starting to pinch in Hollywood. But I think this is going to be a, a definitive period in the, in the history of movies and television because the writers first went on strike now, I guess it's like four months ago. And then the actors join them on strike. And there's this quirky thing going on where actors are not allowed to do media to promote movies and television shows that are currently in release. So it's one of the reasons why TIFF is going to be a somewhat tepid affair this year. I mean, you might have to actually just go watch movies. Um, but the thing is, if you're talking about other stuff, actors are available for that. 
So you can stick an actor in studio to talk about some show from a hundred years ago or talk about their life. And you'll hear this in how all of these interviews and encounters are presented these days. They say, um, so in this interview was recorded before the actor's strike or, you know, this will not involve a current production that the actor is, uh, is, is appearing in. Uh, we found Richard. So Richard Krauss, good morning. Nice to have you. Happy Friday. Good, good morning, John. We had a little Zoom issue. Oh, you know what? I, I told Joe, and this for everybody listening right now, you don't have to be appearing on a radio show, um, to let people know one of the problems these days is you open up Zoom in order to go to an appointment and it says needs an update. And for some people that mm -hmm. takes 15 minutes and you're, you're pooched. <laughs> well, we made it. Okay. We're here talking on the radio. Okay. So let's talk about this ongoing strike mm -hmm. and the fact that uh, movies are being shelved. Uh, and this strike shows no signs of nearing an end. As I predicted, uh, this strike is in no way coming to an end anytime soon. Apparently, they're at least talking more. There are negotiations happening. Uh, but what is at stake for both sides of this, uh, this, this strike, uh, for the producers and for the actors and for the writers, literally is how Hollywood will operate moving forward. And so what happens in the coming weeks and months in these negotiations will really determine how business is done, how money is made, and really decide for the actors in some cases whether or not it's going to be possible to be a member of SAG or AFTRA, the actors' unions, and actually be able to make a living doing it. So 98% of those unions don't really make a living. They, they may make some kind of living, but not not everyone is Scarlett Johansson or Denzel Washington or Tom Hanks. Not everyone lives on a mansion on the hill. A lot of them are part-time waiters and and uh, people that work in retail that get acting jobs occasionally and just enough to kind of top up uh, their monthly nut so they can pay their rent and that sort of thing. So if AI comes in, which is what is at at the heart of all of this, uh, it could take away the ability for a lot of these actors to work and a lot of these writers to find steady employment. So whatever happens in the next weeks will be crucial to how uh, Hollywood works in future. And that's why nobody is backing down. Okay. So how does this affect uh, movies and TV shows that were in the pipe that may no longer be in the pipe? Well, things are going to change a little bit. Dune Part 2 has already moved uh, to next year. Uh, you've got uh, a big movie um, with uh, Helen Mirren and Gillian Anderson, Gillian Anderson called uh, Wonder, uh, that is moving uh, through to next year. Uh, and what I'm seeing here is kind of a, a an ironic situation. We finally have people going back to movies. Barbenheimer got audiences back in droves. Movies have been doing well since then. Uh, and it's almost as if the studios are trying to impose a, a second pandemic on theaters by removing a lot of these big titles uh, from later in the year. And so Dune, which was meant to be one of the, the big tent poles that was going to hold up the end of the year financially for the studios, uh, now hunted into next year where 
Hopefully the strike will be over and Warner Brothers is hoping that Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya and the rest of the stars can get out and actually promote the film on their social media sites and and on the Jimmy Fallon show and all the places that they they go to talk about things now. Uh, because if they don't, they fear they're, they're going to take a hit on it. But I think that we're imposing this this after you know years of lockdowns for the theaters that were very tough for theaters. A lot of theaters closed down. I think that we're with the studios are actually making it harder uh, after this little renaissance with Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, for the for the theaters to to continue to get audiences in. Hopefully. Uh, it will change. There are still movies coming out at the end of the year, but man, if you it, it take away the the big ones, uh, you, I think the the theaters might just be in for uh, a bit of a rough ride come the end of the year. Although Taylor Swift is coming along, yeah. and that may make a very big difference. Okay, not a lot of time left on the clock, but I'll let you elaborate on that. Uh, often in a strike, we end up leaning on reality content, and in this case, mm -hmm. it's going to be a Taylor Swift concert film. Yep, and it's going to fill the hole for a lot of Taylor Swift fans who uh, were unable to get tickets or can't afford them in October, starting on October 13th uh, here in Toronto and uh, across the country at Cineplex Theatres. It's Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, and it's going to hit movie theaters. And I think this has the opportunity. It won't be as big as Barbie, I don't think, simply because it won't be on as many screens. Uh, but uh, I think this is going to be an event. I think, you know, it's that thing that makes going to the movies exciting. It's that kind of thing where people will come dressed as Taylor Swift. There will be singing alongs probably in the lobby before people go in it'll be an exciting time to go to the movies so that's what the theaters need they need taylor swift they need these big movies and they need to get people in so hopefully um you know this will work out well for everybody i think taylor swift is looking at after this movie finishes its run, the number one concert movie of all time. That's my prediction. Wow. Well, it's not the band, but anyway. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks, John. That's Richard Krause.